What is going on, everybody? I think this, well, I don't, I don't think. This is Scruffy City Sports. I'm Norm. How's it going? I think I have finally found the intro song that I really, really like. Now, there, there's two. There's You're like, Norm, didn't you use that last week? I did. I did. It's a thousand gecks, I think is how you pronounce their name, or a thousand geckos. I, I can't remember. It's called Sad Girl or Bad Girl or Stupid Girl, Stupid Girl. Stupidest girl, dumbest girl alive. Hold on, let me let me actually just find it while we're talking here. But really, the the main thing for that is the THX sound. If y'all go way back to like the early two thousands, it's the that song. It's the intro, and and really, I've derailed. It's ten thousand gex G E C S. So like George, Echo, Charlie, Sam. <laughs> And the name of the song is Dumbest Girl Alive. It starts off like this. See, it sounds similar to what we just came into. Building. Except on this one, it goes... Anyway, you know, we're a minute and 50-something seconds in. We've derailed. But that's what I like about this podcast. I like derailing. I like all that fun stuff. Today, we're going to talk about Braves baseball. We're going to talk about UT baseball, fun and exciting things over there. Danny White, the athletic director, heard my podcast last week. He said, Norm, hold my beer. I've got it for you here. Actually, he did this number right here. He said... He said, Norm, hold my beer. I will take care of all that stuff. We will, if you don't know what I'm talking about, we'll get to it. It broke uh, Thursday or Friday, I believe Friday. And today is Sunday, July the 2nd. Murka's birthday is right around the corner. So we will have some bald eagles, car noises, and all that fun stuff. Uh, salute to all the service men and women uh, for out your, for, without your due diligence and uh, being great people. Uh, I would not be able to do this podcast. Uh, thank you to the founding fathers, 1776, always and forever. I have it tattooed on my chest. I don't. Stars and bars, all that good stuff. You know, red, white, and blue, Toby Keith. We'll go out to something extra patriotic. But anyway, I'm rambling on long enough. Let's talk Braves baseball first. We're no cue music into that norm. We've, we've derailed enough. And, and you've heard me say this before. I've been saying it for quite a while now that it, it is virtually impossible to follow Major League Baseball if you are a fan of a team that is in market. So that means I am an in-market fan of the Braves. Norm, what does that mean? Well, I live within a six-hour circle, essentially, of Atlanta. So therefore, those uh, old white men, is just calling it like I see it, that run Major League Baseball have just said, you know what? I think that Norm lives in Knoxville, and he's going to pay to see. He's going to come to Truist Park 81 games out of the year, and we're not going to let him watch uh, in-market TV broadcasts of the games without you know going through hoops and loops and all that fun stuff. So I, I can't actually watch the Braves. I, there are uh, non-legal ways of me watching the Atlanta Braves, but you know what? I have sailed into listening to Ben Ingram uh, and Joe Simpson on the on the Brady on the radio on the radio broadcast, and I enjoy that. And I'm going to tell you what I've done to circumvent this problem, and it's legal. 
the Atlanta Braves, I think they've listened to the podcast as well, Scruffy City Sports, if I didn't say the name of it. Thanks for, for, for hanging on this long through this journey of derailment. But the Braves have a YouTube channel. It's just the Atlanta Braves. Just search it up on your handheld computer there, iPhone, Android, whatever you're using. Just type in to go to the YouTubes, type in Atlanta Braves, and they put out a wonderful recap of the game. It's a short and condensed version. It's usually like 10 minutes long, 15 if it's exciting. And you can watch the game if you're not a degenerate like myself and keep up with it on every device possible. On my watch, I get score alerts. On my phone, I get score alerts. I get score alerts all day long for the Atlanta Braves. So if you're not following along, go to YouTube, follow along that way. If, if you're not, you know, like me and they're still living under a rock and have an actual cable box and cable coming to your house, I don't know people that do that anymore. I, I cut the cable probably a decade or so ago. But if you're still doing that and can watch the Atlanta Braves, more power to you. Uh, but that is how I partake in the Atlanta Braves, listening to it on the radio like I'm a 90-year-old man and keeping up with, uh, with like, like that. But anyway, I've derailed enough. Atlanta Braves talk, they are on an absolute tear. They did not lose a series for the whole month of June. They are red hot. I mean, hot, hot, hot like Toyota back in the day. Uh, currently, they have an NL National League leading best record of 56 and 27. And I am counting after Sunday's game today against the Marlins. They are winners of eight in a row. Swept the fish down from Atlanta, or they swept the fish in Atlanta. Fish coming from, I don't know where are they where where are they at? This is a great question. I don't know where they're not the Tampa Bay. I don't. I don't know where the fish play. I I should know that. Miami. They're the Miami Marlins. The fish. Man, I had a complete brain fart. Total, total moment there that y'all heard me have stroke on air there. Kidding, of course. Anyway, they have an NL leading best 56 and 27 record. They are a smooth, smooth nine games above the second place Miami in the NL East. Uh, after that, the Philadelphia Phillies, who have also, uh, I think they were like winners of the last seven and three, I think over their last 10, something along those lines. Uh, over them, they have an 11 and a half game cushion, you could say, over that. Uh, again, they have the best record in all of the NL. They have the second best record in all of Major League Baseball. Uh, the team leading uh, your overall MLB record is the Tampa Bay Rays. They are 57-29. and 29. They are on a tear as well as of late. Uh, if you want to check in with anyone else around the league, they have a commanding, is it seven games? Seven-game lead over your second-best team, which is the Arizona Diamondbacks. I don't know what the score is out there on the West Coast, so I'm going to say seven games, even though the Marlins are – 50 and 34 they, they could win and it would be five games but you know no one cares about the snakes out there that's listening to this podcast and if you do i'm sorry uh the dodgers who i really want to talk about we have a 10 game lead over the dodgers who are 46 and 36 i don't care about that you should or should not care i, I really don't know i don't know how to tell you that uh but the braves are doing really really well ronald acuna essentially leads all stats uh, in the NL for everything. I'm not even kidding. I'm not exaggerating. He leads the NL in any offensive stat that you want to talk about. Ronald Acuna Jr. is leading it. That is why he is on your all-star ballot. Uh, the Braves uh, The Braves have a uh, three men, three guys, three players, three players going to the all-star game, which is a week from Tuesday night. 
is it Tuesday night or Wednesday? It's it's a week from Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't remember. I think it's Wednesday night and Tuesday night is the home run derby. I am correct while I'm talking to you about that. They have three players going. It's Ronald Acuna, Sean Murphy, and Orlando Arcia uh, are going from the Braves. The Dodgers have three other guys. I don't care who it is. It doesn't matter to me. I, I'm going to be honest with you all. I'm not sure how Maddie the Daddy Olsen did not get an, uh, a first ballot all-star vote. Kind of confused on that, but whatever, Frederick, I don't care about you, Freeman, uh, secured one somehow. No one cares about you, Freddie, on this side of the planet anymore. You did what you did, and I'm sick and tired of you coming back to Atlanta, and I'm sick and tired of everyone worshiping in the ground that you walk on because of it. Can you? I'm a little upset about that, if you can't tell. Uh, but anyway, I think that's all we're going to talk about the Braves. They are on a six or seven game, six game road trip after this. They are going to the Guardians really want to call them what their name used to be. It's it's hard for an old man like myself of 40 years old. They're going to Cleveland, and then they go to, is it the Rays? Uh, yes, it is the Rays. So if you're tuning in next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, which is the 7th, 8th, and 9th, that will be a fantastic game to watch. That is at the Trop down there in Tampa Bay against the Rays. So again, Tomorrow, Guardians, Wednesday, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's the Cleveland Guardians. Not to be confused with Guardians of the Galaxy, a Marvel product. (laughs) I'm I'm all over the place today already. Uh, But anyway, so they are on a road trip, and then uh, follow that up by the All-Star Game, which is next Tuesday. Home Run Derby is Monday, and then they have a couple of days off, and then they come back to the happy confines of Truist Park to play the White Sox. That is your Atlanta Braves. So next week we will recap uh, the games against the Guardians and the Rays. And that's it for Atlanta Braves baseball. I know that I've had a few people be like, Norm, why are you talking about the Braves? They're doing really good. Well, I've, I've talked about the Braves. You are up to date. They're doing fantastic. Happy to see. I will say it's nice to talk about the Braves when they're doing really well. Um, I saw someone on Twitter, which if you're not been on Twitter this weekend, it, you you can't. It's essentially dying. So I don't know how I'm going to communicate with all my sports friends on Twitter's. Uh, I have Twitter blue. Judge me if you want to for that, but I did it so people could see that I posted a podcast. But now if you don't have Twitter blue, you only see like 600 posts. And I'm going to be honest with you on my Scruffy City account, that that can go by in about 15 minutes. Not kidding you. 600 tweets is no joke. Goes by in a heartbeat. So uh, if you've got words of wisdom on how to grow a community, I I guess maybe I'm going to have to look into the TikTok stuff uh, or really start pushing the grams because Twitter is, it's a dying thing and and I'm kind of sad about it, but, but you didn't hear me talk about Twitter today. I don't guess. Anyway. All right, let's find some Q music. We have talked Atlanta Braves baseball. They are on a tear winners of eight in a row, best NL record of 56 and 27, 56 and 27. If the playoff ended now, which they're not, blah, blah, blah. We are about halfway through the season. Actually, we're a little over halfway through the season. Braves are doing great things. They will continue to do great things, and we will continue to talk about them uh, until I move on and don't talk about them. So with all that being said, let's transition over. We're going to talk about UT baseball and some other stuff. That was glorious. MK4 Supra to Jay-Z. You know what they say. It's one of my favorite sounding cars of all time. You can come at me. Muscle cars sound fantastic, but 
Give me that Brian Spillner in a 10-second car that he owed Dominic Toretto any day of the week. Anyway, let's talk Let's talk uh, UT baseball. Uh, I don't know how we're going to kind of schedule this. I think we'll talk uh, stadium renovations, and then we'll slowly transition to Chase Burns transfer stuff. I alluded to that last week. It came to fruition, I guess, Monday morning, like 10 minutes after I pub- published the podcast that he was, in fact, leaving. We'll do that, but let's talk stadium renovations. Uh, it was announced uh, Friday morning. Uh, I guess the board of trustees or someone had a gathering in the 901, aka Memphis, great city. Shout out to all my friends over in Germantown. But it came out that they are upping the dollar amount for that. They are boosting the initial talks. We're in the sixty something million dollar range that has been bumped to a hundred million dollars. I feel like I said that last week. Uh, there have been pictures announced for that. The stadium looks fantastic. I will link. Uh, in the description box below to where you can see those pictures. It looks amazing. It really, really does. Uh, projected amount of seats is around that seven to 8,000 range with an additional 1,500 standing room only seats, which is just superb. Uh, if you've not seen it, they're kind of doing away with the bullpen and right. They are moving it kind of to the street. I, 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 let's, let's try and paint this picture better. Uh, where Lindsey Nelson is, there is a street that connects – like in between Lindsey Nelson and the Haslam sports complex football thing, they're doing away with the street past the parking garage and going to kind of make it a walk-up area. So imagine that's gone. So then in left field, they're going to put the bullpens under left field kind of, it looks like from the renderings, Uh, we will keep the porches and then they're going to build a third deck on top with a massive press box area seating all the way down both lines exclusive press box or press luxury seating and all that stuff. It looks amazing. Really looks amazing. Uh, I think the timeline on that is, is within the next three to four years, I think is what I've seen. So, and they're not, this is a loose guess. They've not done anything over there this summer. So we it's going to be another year before they essentially start anything. Uh, just, it is what it is. We've talked about that. I feel like for the last couple of weeks here on the podcast, if, if it's a slow process, but I am glad to see that, you know, Danny White and then the people that be are listening to my podcast. And I was like, give us some information. We need something. And they dropped those pictures and now we have that. So I'm super excited that we've got some movement on all that front happening. Great time to see. All right, let's talk. Uh, now that we've done that, let I'm just going to play some, some cue music because I need a drink and just just for cue music. You ready? Thanks, Haley Williams, Paramore. All I wanted was you. Uh, and that's where I'm at with this. I, I told you last week that Chase Burns and I was confident in saying that, hey, if Chase Burns did not want to play for Tennessee, let him go. You know, I'm, I'm not going to hold that against him. I, I've listened to – there's been a lot of podcasts. Um, I, I, if you know me, you've, you've heard me talk about Tony Basilio and Evan Russell, uh, but they do a, a show on Mondays. And Evan Russell kind of got on there, and I'm, I'm going to give you kind of the, the abridged highlights, too long, don't read version of that. And essentially, um, rumors out there, I'll say rumors. And, and listen, I say all this to tell you that it is now, you know, June the 2nd. We're essentially a week after Chase Burns has said, hey, 
chuck the deuces, I'm out of here, Tennessee. And he's still not signed with anybody. So I've got, you know, I I do a little sleuthing, as I like to say, and there's some some rumors out there on the, I'll call it the orange web. We won't call it the dark web. We'll call it the orange-tinted rose color, orange-colored glasses web. So the orange web, Peloton 151C, uh, that... There, there's a chance Chase Burns could come back to Tennessee. Now, I'm not telling you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not telling you that this is 100% in the bag. But let me let me just lay out some things here, and then we'll, I'll go on my Chase Burns rant. He's not signed with anyone else. So, so, you know, most of these kids that jump in the portal, and he's like the top prospect in the portal right now, sign within moments. You know, they're like, hey, I'm out of here. Boom, they're with another school. It's not tampering. <laughs> Take that how you want to, as far as that goes. But <clears throat> sorry, everyone, I've got I've I've got a little dry throat here. That you know they they jump in and then they're picked up by somebody. So orange web glasses here, and you know sleuthing on my part. There is a slim chance Chase Burns could come back here. Now I've had several people ask me in and around. You know you know I've I've tried not to say I'm the guy in the office, but a lot of people will come to Norm and they're like Norm. Explain to me why one of Tennessee's best players is leaving Tennessee. That that looks horrible. That I just don't understand. He's our best player. Did Tony Vitello make him mad? And, and I'm going to tell you, no. Tony Vitello could have made him mad. But listen, what Tony Vitello did is, is the reason right here. And I have pulled up. These are stats prior to when Chase Burns went to. And again, if Chase Burns comes back, I, I'm just giving you factual stats here. Stats, okay, stats. Baseball is all about stats and analyticals and numbers, and I'm sharing them with you. Before Chase Burns went to the bullpen, which was around the Arkansas series, which was around April the 8th, that's when that was, conference statistics for Tennessee as of April the 8th, 2023. That's what I'm reading from you here. It's on my my iPads. Thanks, Steve Jobs. Chase Burns at that time was had an 0-3 record with an 11.94 ERA. Earned run average was almost 12. We'll round it. I'll, I'll lose the .06 of a tenth there and round up and give you a 12 ERA in you know his four game appearances. Uh, he had pitched 17 and one third innings. He had allowed 27 hits. 25 runs, 23 of those were earned, eight walks on 30 strikeouts. Batters were batting 329 against Chase Burns. His whip at the time, whip, which is walks plus hits and innings pitched, is my favorite pitcher statistic that there is, was 2.0196. So he was giving up either two hits or two walks in an inning a pitch. That is not good. That is not good whatsoever. One, one is good. Two, terrible, terrible. So what Tony Vitello and his staff said, essentially, we've got to get Chase Burns into the bullpen. He's got to figure this out. We cannot, as a baseball team, we are prioritizing our team, our team over the individual. And I've told you baseball is the the craziest sport of all. It is the most individual team sport that there is. Yes, you've got guys. And yes, a guy can be really good and your team can stink. Or a team, a person can stink and the team can be really good. And that's, you know, at the beginning of the year, Tennessee baseball stunk. I mean, there's, there's no way around it. And Chase Burns, I mean, he had an odor. You know, when you walk by somebody at like the Walmart or the Targets and you're like, whoo, 
put some deodorant on. That is kind of what Chase Burns was wafting. Now, listen, Chase Burns is a great talent. He is going to go to the Major League Baseball, and he's going to make a lot of money. So I'm not harping on he was doing not great. He's, I mean, I couldn't have done that. I mean, I was a professional knuckleball pitcher all the way through the highest ranks of baseball, high school. So therefore, you know, I can't, I can't judge that. He's, he's way better than I am. And I would tell him that if he was here, but statistically speaking at that moment in time, it was right for the team for Chase Burns to be removed of his starting position, whether the lights were too bright or whatever the case may be, Tony Vitello and Frank Anderson and Josh Elander and Ricky Martinez, who I forgot his name last week, but Ricky Martinez is now the head coach at somewhere in Arizona. Wish him the best. Ricky, I sorry forgot your name. Greener pastures, my friend. Hope, hope nothing for the best, but it, it, it made sense for the team. And while I'm telling you that is the rumors out there on the orange web is that Chase Burns camp was very upset about that. Chase Burns himself was upset. His agent, his circle of his Chase Burns circle of trust was upset that him removing him from the bullpen and were like, hey, no, 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 he needs to be starting pitching. And what I applaud in Tony Vitello and staff is saying, that's great, but we've got a team here. We're, we're not an individual product here. This is not the Chase Burns baseball program over here on the Hill. This is the Tennessee baseball team. This isn't the Chase Burns baseball team. We're going to do what's right for the team and not what's right for Chase Burns. But, but listen, what was right for Chase Burns was going to the bullpen and getting mad about it. You saw a completely, completely different Chase Burns when they moved him out there. And, and the reason I've set all of that up is because Evan Russell said it, so I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Once he moved to the bullpen, it was all about Chase Burns. It was the me, 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 the Chase Burns world tour. It wasn't the era's tour. I guess it could be the ERA tour for Chase Burns to go out and say, look at me, everyone. Who wants to sign me that big check? Who wants Chase Burns on their program? Come throw me those NIL dollars because this is what you could get. And without Chase Burns, we do not do what we did in the regionals, super regionals, or at the College World Series. Chase Burns straight dominated. And I want that to be said. He put on a show, a spectacle I told you on this podcast, he drug it from the mound. There was an entrenchment after every time the man went out there and pitched. There was a divot from the mound to the bullpen or from the mound to the dugout. After that, after every inning, Chase Burns did that. So I, we don't get to where we did last season, 2023 season, without Chase Burns going to the bullpen. So all of this, woe is me, I can't believe that's happening, I'm not on that bandwagon. It is Chase Burns and his group of friends have decided that he needs to leave Tennessee to do whatever, and that's fine. That's fine. I I am of the belief that if you are not happy here, you have become a bad apple, and one bad apple can ruin the whole bunch, the whole plethora of apples or oranges. I guess we should say one bad orange can ruin all of the oranges over there on the hill at Tennessee where it's Go Big Orange. And I don't want that. If he's not happy, I don't want him staying here because he's unhappy. That that will meld into the dugout. That will meld into bad vibes, bad juju, all of that stuff, and I don't want it. So let him go on to greener pastures if he wants to. Now, listen, I'm saying all that, and I told you there's a chance he could come back. Now, now what I think is going to be hard for the fan base 
and and the undegenerates. I mean, I've really been on a degenerate kick lately. I've I've been saying that a lot. But if you are not following this baseball program closely, and you are not you know rattling off stats, or you're not quoting off the the lineup every day, or you're not in the outs of Blake Burke went to Chick Fil A last night. Blake Burns got extra cane sauce at Canes yesterday. If if you're not in that, you are saying to yourself, I don't understand why he said he was leaving and now he's coming back. Is it money related? Not really. Ba- baseball is not as big as football and basketball as far as NIL, NIL, name, image, likeness deals. So you can't say that people are out here making like Nico money for football where it's quoted, you know, he's making a million dollars or so a year to be playing football. That's not kind of that for generational baseball money. The, the, the things I've kind of learned over the last two weeks are, you know, some of these guys are getting spending money and that's it to play baseball or they're getting, you know, 10 grand a season or 10 grand a month, something along those lines. It's essentially they're paying for food, food and a little going out money is what they're getting to play college baseball. So all these rumors that Chase Burns was leaving for a million dollars or $800,000 or $200,000, whatever it is, are, are not true. More rumors, I guess you could say, is that a select number of boosters went to Chase Burns and said, hey, we'll match wherever you're going if you want to stay here another year. And then he just went incognito ghost mode and hasn't responded to anything. So I think it's going to be a struggle, especially for me. If if you don't want to play for Tennessee and you're checked out, it's going to be hard for me to buy in if you're checking back into the program. So I think if you're more of a casual fan, casual, shout out to Matt Dixon for using that term all the time. If you're more of a casual I think it might be easier for you to understand that and you just assume it's money related and not like starting and all those things. So for me, I'm going to have kind of a bitter taste in my mouth as far as if Chase Burns comes back. Listen, I'll bring him back. Anybody that can throw 102 and do what you did in the in the postseason for us, come on back. I just don't know if I'm going to have open arms like Creed would say. I might have a arm swinging around like one of those like, I don't know who you are. I'm just going to kind of uh, hug. You know, when you hug somebody, you do the both arms hug or you do like that side hug for people that come up to hug you and you're like, I don't want to hug you. I'm just going to, huh? Did I paint the picture? Did I Bob Ross it for you all there enough? Anyway, I said a lot of things. I said a lot of things about Chase Burns. I hope I cleared some of that up for you. Maybe I made maybe I made the mud, waters muddier. I, I don't know, but I'm saying this to say Chase Burns is not signed with anybody. He can come back to Tennessee. It's it's a possibility. I'm sharing that rumor with you from the orange web that there is. I will, however, Norm will be a little tainted or have sour grapes in my mouth if he comes back. After one performance of Chase Burns dominating, I will be back on the Chase Burns bandwagon. If Chase Burns decides to go somewhere else, I wish him nothing but the best. I hope he does great. I hope he has an illustrious career in the MLB, makes generational money, and then in about 10 or 15 years, recognizes what an idiotic mistake he made by leaving Tennessee and going to another program for one year when he could have had grandeur at Tennessee. Did I say all that? I think I said that good enough. I did. I gave you my opinion on all of it without touting it. I feel like on the podcast, sometimes I hem and haw when it's my podcast and I should just make a decision. And I've made a decision. I want the best for Chase Burns, whether that's wearing a UT uniform or someone else's. I feel like that's good. Also gave you stats to back up why he was moved. I feel like I did a really good investigative journalism job of covering that. Also while rambling on for an extended period of time. I really am hooked on that song at the moment. Anyway, let's, um, so 
We've talked Atlanta Braves. They're on a tear. We've talked Tennessee baseball, new stadium, new updates. Thank you, Danny Watt. We've talked Chase Burns leaving. Tennessee has also picked up a few guys uh, in the transfer portal. What I'm going to do with that is after the MLB draft next week, so we see if all these guys are really coming or really going, then we will deep dive into these kids that are coming to the program and saying they want to be a volunteer for life. I can't, you can't call them a VFL. I, I get so sick of saying I'm a VFL and I'm transferring. Anyway, but we will do a deep dive on who's coming, who's staying, where they ended up, all that fun stuff. Uh, in a week or so there's it's it's just great and and i i wanted to talk about this you know i'm going back into tennessee baseball it is great to be excited about tennessee baseball in the offseason i was so you know 10 years ago i i kept up with tennessee baseball and and you would go and there'd be like 20 people in the stands and no one cared and you would just hoped you were in one of the top 12 schools to make it to Hoover. And now we are a program, except, you know, setting the expectations of hosting or being in a regional conversation every year. And it's just fantastic to see that they're spending a hundred million dollars on Lindsay Nelson stadium. And I could not be more excited about it. I'm just thrilled. I'm tickled orange uh, that that is going to be a thing. And I've really just, gosh, I keep talking over myself. I got excited. I, it's toward the end of the podcast and I'm all ramped up again, as I usually get, but I think that's going to be it for the podcast. Uh, next week, we will cover, you know, Braves again. We'll cover some of the MLB draft. They've got like 88 rounds in that sucker. It's not 88 anymore. I think it's it's down to seven or 10. I can't remember the number. It used to be like 30 or maybe it's 30. I don't remember. It used to be a bunch and now it's like half that number. Uh, but we'll talk about where guys from Tennessee left, if any of the transfer kids left or stayed or, or all that. We'll break all that down for you in the coming weeks uh, after that. And then uh, we will also be doing a pop culture thing. I know I've been saying that. I've got to get my stuff together to where I can say this is what we're watching or this is what we're not watching because it's just, it's a lot. I, I like to consume a lot of media, TV, anime, movies, whatever it may be. I've, I've been watching a lot of stuff. So I will for sure, for sure, for sure uh, be breaking all of that interesting stuff down for you. Uh, and I think that's really it. I really do. I, f- I feel like I was struggling there for just a second. I was really looking for a song to sing us out to, and I've, I've found that now. So until next time, I love each and every one of you. Please have a happy and safe 4th of July. Do not burn your fingers off with firecrackers or fireworks. Uh, if you see a service man or woman, thank them for their service. Again, I could not be doing this podcast without those brave individuals that decided to do those things for us to give up their lives and fight for this, the greatest country on the planet. And I do have people that listen to me outside of the United States. So I, if I offended you, I'm sorry. Sorry. I said what I said. Uh, but that's it. Love each and every one of you. Until next week, I love you. Goodbye. American girls and American guys, we'll always stand up and salute. We'll always recognize when we see old glory flying. There's a lot of men dead so we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our heads. My daddy served in the army when he lost his right eye. He flew a flag out in our yard till the day that he died. He wanted my mother, my brother, my sister, and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free. Now this nation that I love is falling under attack. A mighty sucker punch came flying.
somewhere in the back Soon as we could see clearly through our big black eye Man, we lit up your world like the 4th of July The South put your name at the top of your list And the Statue of Liberty started shaking her fist And the eagle will fly And it's gonna be here